When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back from Blackburn and straight in to record this week's Tripe Supper. Uh, no guessing what we're going to talk about after all the uh, after all the reaction on Tuesday night. Uh, I talk Ranker's comments about the fan, the fact that he said the fans will be happy despite the f- uh, despite Borough getting beat, mainly because he played two strikers. Um, first things first, are we all in agreement that it, it wasn't four four two? It was two strikers. It looked like a 4-4-1-1, didn't it? Yeah, or yeah. even the 4-2-3-1. I, I thought it was bordering on that. I thought, it wasn't 4-4-2, though, was it? I thought Adoma and Downing were much, much deeper back than uh, they were in previous games. It was, it was like a 4-4-1-1, wasn't it? Yeah. Nugent just, just off, yeah. Um, which obviously has a bearing on it, because I know that the fact that, you know, Karankas... there was two strikers. Yeah. Whereas two strikers were on the pitch. Yeah, They yeah, fielded yeah. two strikers, but yeah. didn't play with two strikers. Yeah, um... Did it work? I know it seems a daft question, seeing as though, seeing as though we got beat. Um, and, and it seems ridiculous to say, given, given the clamour, but they, they almost missed that, 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 that missing link of Ramirez, didn't they? Mm. Or that, that, I mean, Nugent, if he was playing off the striker there, is surely playing out of the position. Well, Ramirez made a difference when he came on, yeah, I thought. I thought Burrow looked much more like their old selves when that, when that change was made, because he, he was just making things happen. I mean, did it work? Well, if Burr had taken the chances, it would have yeah, done. Exactly. But you know, this is it. This, this is what the championship it? comes yeah. down to, isn't it? At the end of the day, how many games have we come away saying, "Oh, Burr got out of jail there because somebody missed a sitter in the last minute"? You know, Akpan. Yeah. The, when Blackburn were at Burr, they could have won that match. Mm. Um, so, so fundamentally, if you don't take your chances and the opposition do do score, which is what happened, you know, particularly in, the in route fo- one second in football, everything is viewed through a retrospective uh, uh, prism mm. and. Had roads rounded, yeah, to score early on. What was that? Four minutes, five minutes. Yeah, I mean, suddenly you're a tactical genius for for going four four two at just the right moment. We'd have all been attacking. It would have been seven men attacking because Borough would have been on top, and everyone's happy. I mean, I think Borough looked the most fluid and attacking they have done for a long time in the last two away games. Yeah, sorry, in the game, the game at Fulham, should I say, and the game at home to Cardiff, created a lot of chances. We're very adventurous, played offensively. Um, I did, personally didn't think there was a need to make any changes, though. And I'm, I'm not, obviously we are, we're not privy I mean, to the manager's this, thinking. There's a lot, lot of talk about what Itor said in terms of people. You know, uh, will be happy that we played two strikers, even though we've lost. I thought the more interesting line was that you know we'd been working on this in training, and we might do it again. Mm. So despite the the interesting little use of Teesside sarcasm in the, in the remark, it does indicate that it is in his thinking. You know, we, we, there may be occasions when he does play with two strikers or uh, even four four two maybe, and they've been working on it in training. So it's a conscious thing. It's not something that he's been forced into but by fans' public opinion. I, I mean, the strange thing is, just before you come in, John, the strange thing for me is that he's never changed the system very often before, mm. no matter how the opposition line up. So you, you wouldn't think he did it because Blackburn play with a midfield diamond or whatever. T- to me, the the thing that was a little bit strange is why the change after such. Two impressive performances with the team looking so good. Maybe it was just a wrong foot. Paul Lambert, after playing Blackburn relatively recently, I don't know, but 
it, it just smacked of why make the change? And if Bird lost it, seven on the bounce, you could understand the change yeah. of Is tactics. it because he's now got two strikers that he trusts? Well, I mean, surely, um, he must have, I mean, if you say that, though, he spent how much on Stuani and Nugent in the summer? It's a damning indictment of the transfer policy if he, if he brought them in and didn't trust them in the first half. Of the yeah, I don't think he's ever seen uh, Stuani as a striker, though, because he's barely played up front, apart from the old. He's certainly not a right winger, is he? I mean, back, back to the point of whether it worked, Borough lost the game essentially, but I agree that, you know, that they had the chances to score. I actually thought in the first half, Nugent and Rose linked up pretty well. I mean, albeit I felt that the gap between the midfield and the striker was too big. But as the game progressed and Borough were chasing the game, you mentioned Ramirez, who did make an impact coming off the bench. But I was amazed that it wasn't Nugent or Rhodes that came off for Ramirez. I, to see Downing come off and Ramirez go and play on the wing and that stay the same system, I thought he was crying out for Ramirez going as a 10 behind one striker. But we, there's all well, this clamour about getting away from the four-two-three-one. Yeah. It probably should have gone back to the four-two-three-one yeah. at one point, which is you know uh, the way it works. I know, Vic. Obviously, you you wrote a great column today um, Wednesday, saying you know that this is kind of the standard Fergie Mourinho deflective tactics. You know, taking the fact that taking away uh, the attention from the fact that Borough slipped up again in points they shouldn't have. But on the other foot, and I know you did refer to this, it, if you're one of the four thousand who've gone and stood in the freezing cold and watched what, what was a disappointing display. You know, you don't buy into that sarcasm, do you? Well, I, I, I don't know whether you... What is... It's difficult to know who... Obviously, it was... You've got to factor in the post-match frustration. I think, I think when a manager speaks 20, 30 minutes after a match, you know, the emotion is rushing through your body. We've all been there as fans, as, as commentators, as journalists. We're all... We all sit back the next day and rationalise what, what we did the previous day at the match. I think when he looks back at it, he might regret the tone of it. Um, but he was clearly he clearly wanted to say it. He wanted to get that out there. It was kind of, right, you wanted to, you wanted two strikers all season. Now you've got them and we've lost. But I hope you're still happy. Now, I, I take Vic's point about deflecting saying something that deflects away from the performance because that's what it does. It's, yeah. you know, we've seen it with Mourinho calling linesmen and referees, all sorts. Ferguson was a master of taking the attention away from a poor performance by picking on the opposition's defender who kicked chunks out of Ryan Giggs or whatever. It's, it's a, it's a long, long-standing managerial ploy to take the focus away from what is essentially a bad away or, or, or not a great performance. I think it's a dangerous ground for any manager to start Involving the fans, yeah. no, because, because 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 you know there are there are fans who've never shown up about two strikers all season, you know, and they're entitled to the views. It's, it's it's you know it's what we all do. We've all got opinions. I'm surprised he takes any notice of it, quite frankly, yeah. because most of it's just social media chatter. Mm. We don't write about it much in the Gazette. I know you'll hear the phone-ins on tees, people saying we should have played two up front, um, you know, mad or because we've only scored one goal or we haven't scored at all. You know, so I get that social side of it, but we don't write about it much and he doesn't really get asked about it too much it, in press conferences. It almost doesn't matter because if people have made their decision on a manager, and it's not just Karanka, it was the same with McLaren, if you make your decision on a manager that you don't like them and you don't like their tactics, then after a game when you've lost, you, you micro-analyse everything that's been said and done to add to your body of evidence as to your position. And the same, you know, if you support a manager, you'll overlook the, the stuff that's said post-match. Just like a lot of people uh, picked on Tony Mowbray and would, uh, you know, oh, he's rambling again, he doesn't know what he's talking about, he's contradictory, uh, it is what it is. 
and, and ditto all the way through every manager. What happens is that once people have a position on, on something, they almost project that onto what's said. So for a lot of people who've already taken against Karanka for, for his tactical stubbornness, will use this as a weapon. And that's the danger of doing stuff like this, because it, you know, it might be brushed aside if, if Borough win the next game, but it won't be forgotten. And next time there's a couple of sticky performances, then it will, it will be used again against him in the same way that Steve McLaren's saying that the fans need to be educated. He's still used by Borough fans now as, as part of the, the uh, ritualistic kicking that they give him. Yeah, I think you've got to be very careful before you bring John on. I think you've got to be very careful as managers, and they all do it, or occasionally they all do it, to patronise supporters, because... All right, there might be there might be a small minority who who just you know won't give over no matter what. But the vast majority of fans are quiet. They just come and they watch the matches. They pay their money. They support the club. Yeah, they might have a morning in the pub afterwards. But it's a very dangerous game to sort of lump everybody in together and say the fans will be happy because we lost, but we played two strikers. Mm. And 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 I think I think it's a you've got to remember that you know. I completely agree with what Vic's saying in terms of there'll be people who've made their minds up no matter what, but suddenly you're in danger of you know, annoying people who are supportive. Because I think the vast majority of people you talk to think he's done a fantastic oh, job. absolutely. The you vast know, majority, and, yeah. and so And so, and he'd already said, the funny thing, I mean, me and Jono were both in the, in the, in the um, auditorium, for whatever <laughs> you want to call it, at Ewood Park, when he, he made his comments after he'd spoken pitch side. And he was, he'd already said it was a poor performance, Blackburn wanted it more than us, I don't know why they did that, because you know, they've played five games in two weeks and we've only played a couple or something like that. So he'd already said, he'd already not tried to deflect the blame, he'd, other than say his team had been below par, and then he almost unbidden, he then said, but anyway, people will be happy, you know, fans will be happy mm. because we played two strikers. He wanted to say that, didn't he? Oh, he clearly yeah. wanted to It'll say It'll be that. interesting to see what Aito does in his press conference on Thursday for me. Because sometimes after, you know, in the heat of the moment, out of frustration, he sometimes uses his press conferences as a way to actually kind of go a little bit deeper and say, look, and clarify the comments. You've seen it before when he mentioned the crowd after the QPR game. Yeah. He then went to clarify it the following press conference. It is the frustration element that probably crept in. And I don't think it was what he said especially that will rub people rub people up the wrong way, it's the way he said it, isn't it? If he came out and said, look, you know, we, we played with two strikers in training, we tried it. it, it didn't work, but that's what fans have been wanting and, you know, hopefully we'll do it again. It, people wouldn't really mind, but it was the way that he said it, which is the element of frustration, and actually it just, all it does, that is, it rubs people up the wrong way and cranks up the pressure ahead of Friday. Because I, I, I thought it's a danger, it Dom, just, just before you say that, mate, I think there's a danger here, you get in a situation that Mourinho got himself in where he was looking to cause an argument when there just wasn't need to be one, the incident with the, 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 the doctor, um, physio, whatever you call yeah, it, coming, yeah, coming on the pitch, he'd already looking for a fight on the first game of the season, I'm not saying I was anywhere like that, of course he's not, but I don't think this is the issue everyone's... I don't think this two up front is the issue. No, no. It's, it's, be, it's becoming an issue now because it's been put... It's been almost... It's gone over ground, hasn't it? It's become now part of the dynamic. Now, I, I, you'll all, it doesn't matter what formation you play. If he'd played four four two all season, you'd have a body of fans saying, why on earth isn't he just playing one up front like every other club in there? Yeah. It, it, so, so I think there's a danger if he takes too much notice of what's said outside the club. I think I don't think that's a healthy way for anybody, player, manager. I mean, a manager coach. surely shouldn't be listening to the fans anyway. He's paid to in, in terms of picking the team. I, yeah. I thought the comments had a had a bit of a bit of a, I told you so about them. And I think well, hold on, you you pick the team. 
You you played the two yeah. up front, you know, or the two strikers. Uh, it's not seriously like, saying you picked two strikers because no, no, of course, no, that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. That's well, yeah, but that's, that's, yeah, well, that is almost find, is saying that, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, but he's suggested that. I find the whole thing bizarre, given the fact that Borough are actually in a really healthy position, and it feeds into this air of not not quite panic, but there's a fragility about the club at the minute. And that's, that's <coughs> totally odds with the position they are in, in, in the table. And, and, you know, point off the top, game in hand, 13 to go. That's not a bad place Is to be. Is that like the Westminster, Westminster bubble thing where people... I think so. And, and everything's micro-analysed and everything a, a, is a potential... Uh, uh, causes a potential row in cyberspace. And, you know, we get dragged, down, dragged into this. Whereas, in fact, Borough are in a decent position. And then people say, oh, look, about the, look at the form, look at the form. Well, they've won two out of the last three, and that was the first defeat in six. The form was perfectly fine. And in terms of the general trajectory, I mean, Borough are in a healthy position. We don't need any diversions. We don't need anything that's going to split the, the, the fans or, or the club. You know, we need to be united for this last... You know, but the isn't, last that, isn't that the manager bringing that on, on himself? It's an goal, isn't it? It, well, it kind of is, but it's also people are waiting... Almost waiting for something to be angry about, and I, I find that a bizarre situation. I spoke to Paul Lambert after the game, and it was quite interesting. Obviously, Lambert guided Norwich up from the Championship to the Premier League. He actually did back-to-back promotions, and I asked him and said, "Last kind of ten, thirteen games, what is it that gets teams over the line?" And he said his experience at Norwich was that the fans and the team worked together, they bounced off each other. The fans drove them on, but equally, the team drove the fans on. And I think that is what Middlesbrough need to get back to, really, because I reckon when you go on Friday, there's going to be a lot of anxiety in the air. There's going to be a lot of expectation waiting for Middlesbrough to go turn walls over. And I'm sure I had a conversation with you, Dom, earlier, that if it, if it hits 50 minutes or, or something, and it isn't it, well, the, the atmosphere could turn very kind of toxic again. And I think it's very unnecessary. I think the formate, all about the formation, the two strikers has come to the fore. But, I mean, at the end of the day... It's 11 players v 11 players. Do formations matter that much? If Borough won their individual battles across the pitch, as, Gibson, as Ben Gibson <laughs> said, they probably would have won the game. They actually, you know, I don't think they were that bad at Blackburn. I thought they missed the chances. There wasn't much in the game, especially... I'm, I'm, I'm not quite sure, sure how we... I mean, I know what Vic's saying. I don't know why how we've got to this point, because last week was one of the most... Greatest and most memorable in in some respects of, of Borough's recent history in terms of the way the town and the club and everybody dealt with the Ali situation, yeah. Ali Brownlee. It was a magnificent coming together. There was, Borough had a great result against Cardiff. They had another great result at at Fulham, and we've and, and I guess if if if, if I thought you're allowed to lose matches in the Championship, aren't you? You know, Borough aren't where they are now because they lost at Blackburn. They're where they are now because they took three points out of 15. That, that's the reason Borough dropped off into the, into the pack. Um, I, you know, and, and those comments have, have, have really given everybody a stick to... As Vic says, there's a, it's given an air of negativity, which the odd defeat should never lead to. I mean, if, if, if you've come out and said last night, it was a tough match, Blackburn were better than us, um, we lost our battles on the pitch... Um, but don't worry, we're in a strong position. We still, you know, we still, we still go top if we win, you know, at the weekend on Friday night, that kind of thing. Talk about, you know, didn't need to say what you said, and I think everyone would have just more or less shrugged off Tuesday night because, you, as I say, you can't win every match. Well, this is a question. This is a question to you, then. I mean, Cranker, by his own kind of self admission, is still learning. He's still kind of a rookie manager. Is that 
look at Borough's rivals, direct rivals, you're looking at Steve Bruce at Hull, you're looking at Sean Dyche at Burnley, you're looking at Chris Hewton at Brighton, have all been promoted from the Championship to the Premier League, all done it before. Would you have seen any of them make those comments, do you think? It's a good point. I mean, I think, think, I think we probably do underestimate the fact that I are still learning on the job. And, you know, and he's, he's, you know, I'll go back, he's done a fantastic job at this club. He's turned it around. He's got, in my opinion, the best squad in the division. Um... Uh, and he, and I, I do think they're in danger of maybe he's overthinking and overanalyzing things occasionally. I mean, he's got experience in there. He's got Steve Agnew, hasn't he? Who's been there with Paul. You know, he's got he's got people. Um, he's got you know senior players in the squad like Grant Ledbetter. I don't know how 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 much he, he he talks to those type of people, but I do understand it's got to be difficult for him. And it, you know, he's not he's, he's only human. He'll he'll see the fact that Burrow was six points clear with a game in hand not so long back, and now they're. They're up. They're third in the table, and they've they've, they've failed in an, op- an opportunity to it's to win a game in hand. I think he, he's, I think the reason why there's so much pressure on him because it's a kind of do it or bust season. Yeah, the stakes it? are really yeah. high. Yeah. That, that brings pressure. Well, we've said from the start that this season is all going to be about pressure, and every week now, without fail, it seems to be the biggest game so far. Yeah. So we're all guilty of cranking it up. Uh, the fans are guilty of cranking it up. Uh, the manager has deliberate, you know, has, has said, you know, promotion is the aim, and you know, there's no second, you know, there's there's, there's no uh, hesitation about saying that. So the pressure's there, and with with pressure comes, you know, comes uh, emotionally thin people, and that that's the nature of the game, isn't it? We, you know, we're all on the edge going into yeah. games. I was going to say, sure, that I mean, it's like, anxiety. Yeah, it does. I mean, go back to what John o, John o says. I mean, Steve Bruce is a master. At Disinformation almost. St- uh, Sean Dyche is great at getting a message out there. Dyche knows exactly. While, what while, while look, they, they do it while looking as though they're in control. And and, and uh, I, I mean, well, obviously we don't see all their press conferences. But whereas I saw last night, almost sort of showed his hand, didn't he? He it, it didn't look as though it was necessarily something he'd pre he'd planned on saying three weeks ago, like you think Sean Dyche does. Mm-hmm. And Chris Hewton doesn't say anything at all, really. <laughs> so, so I mean, in that respect, you know, you can't fall off if you're Chris Hewton because nobody ever... <laughs> <laughs> something that was quite telling, I thought, last night was that the P word came out for the first time I've heard it all season. Currently said the word playoffs. And that got a few alarm bells ringing among fans. That's the first time he's mentioned playoffs oh. in a long time. I'm not even thinking about it. Doing no, someone, someone was on about the playoff sure final day in the office earlier. I thought. I'm not, I find it not even interesting that for for all the, that we've been talking about the the reaction to this and it's all been about in cyberspace and it's people are online uh, and that tends to be where the discussion is and and all the reaction last night was online and we had a poll uh, on on the website and it was sixty forty in favour of him, which suggests that it's not that. That much of a, an overwhelming uh, uh, make or break situation for a lot of fans. A lot of fans aren't furious about this, and a lot of fans' have, have, have position has been uh, get stuck in there. I told that you tell them. So there is still a body of support behind the manager and the system, and and there's a positivity about where we are. Funny I there was the, the place, majority, yeah, I, I don't think. know what you guys think, but one of the one of the one of the places you see here most of the negativity. It's, and I let, let's not name names by any chance, but in the press box, how often do you go down at half time and hear people within the press box chunter and moan about the stubborn manager who won't do this? You know, it's and yet you never hear us four sat around the table rarely criticise Aitor's tactics, but you do hear it, don't you? It's like there's, 
there is this vibe among certain people that they've, they've almost taken right, they've decided. Yeah, they've decided. It's, yeah. it's, 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 it's too negative. It, it reminds me of the last two years of Steve McLaren, where a lot of people had decided he, he, was, he was clueless, he was negative, uh, he was too rigid, uh, uh, they didn't like him personally. His PR, his PR position was awful, his teeth were too shiny, his hair was the wrong shade of ginger, and yet that was the most successful two years of the club's history. I think we're all, as supporters, we're all kind of fickle, aren't we? And we're all kind of wearing our heart on our sleeves. We all want Middlesbrough being in the Premier League next year. You know, it goes without saying. Um, but how quickly can things change? Well, if Hull don't get a result at Birmingham on Thursday and then Borough beat Wolves, what... This kind of discussion, you know, goes is kind of it goes to history. Doesn't what you were saying there, Vic, about the, about the, the the fans, and once you've made your mind, what, what I find online, and, and I, I tend to try not to judge things just by what what people are saying on on Twitter and whatnot, is that Karanga is not untouchable anything but, but there's certainly a, a real show of support for him in terms of last time there was the the I think it was last season I can't remember the game it was when he first kind of made a show against the fans. Um, and, and the reaction then was, was like you say, oh, get in there, I talk back in. It was the same with QPR, it was the same this time. So although it is a risky business, I'm surprised that more people haven't gone the other way and thought, well, hold on, you know, what, what you're getting out of this. The, the, the support, I, I know you say about making the minor, but I think the vast, the vast majority are still firmly behind. Well, of course they are, and so they should be. You know, Burra, Burra still, I still happily be in Burra's position. I know, you know, if you, if you said to me in August... Um, the first week in March, you'll be was it point off the point, league, point off the top game in hand, point at the top of the you know, uh, or you know, um, you said, well, that sounds doable. I mean, I think what we're frustrated about isn't it because Borough had a couple of chances where they could have opened up a gap. They should have been away and gone. And, and, and there's a feeling that you know they're good enough to do that. They are good enough to do it. They've got the players to do. It. I'll, I'll, I'll I'll say that all season. I think they've got the players to be good enough to to pull away. But it's easy talking about it. It's another thing doing it. And I think. I think you know people should remember just just what Aitor's done in the two years at the club, two and a bit years. You know we've had a Wembley final, some fantastic cup results. You know this, you know, Borough's still well on track for promotion. Um, but I think it's just it's symptomatic, isn't it? If when you become favourites and front runners, it's a much different pressure than it is when you when you're you know, for example, Brighton this season. I don't think anybody thought Brighton would have been up there. Do you think there's? Uh, I know we discussed this after the game. Do you think there's still question marks hanging over? How Karanga and how his side deal with pressure? I think we'll find out a lot more in the next two months. I mean, if you look at last season, the Borough didn't perform in a couple of really big games at the back end of the last season, which ultimately proved costly. Now, at the minute, I mean, this season you you look and they've actually gone to places where they've always notoriously struggled: Nottingham Forest, Ipswich, for example, Sheffield, well, and they've won. You know, and, and they've won big, important games. So. On this season, you can kind of say, well, actually, they're doing all right. But I mean, as it goes on, every game now, the pressure is going to crank up, and we will start yeah, to yeah, see. Absolutely. We will start to see, and I, I do actually think that I know that uh, I'll probably disagree with a couple of you, but I think that last season is still will will play on people's minds, whether you're oh, players, whether you're managers, absolutely. whether you're fans. You will think about last season, how close you went. I think we'll be so tense by the end of April that only dogs will be able to hear us. <laughs> but, but if you talk to Burnley fans and Hull fans and Brighton fans, you know they'll they'll be exactly the same. I mean it it, it may well be the case that the same's happening there, we just don't hear about it. I think that it probably helps then that they've got the three experienced heads guiding the ship, but equally, you know, 
You just never know, do you? To finish where we started then, Wolves on Friday, will we see two strikers in from the off or will it be Ramirez back in? You know? I think it'll be Ramirez back in. Uh, I, I, I don't understand why they made the change necessary on Tuesday night, to be honest. They, but they, they, did, they did say pretty much after Fulham that we had three games coming up in seven days yeah. and we're going to use the squad to the full, so it's not a surprise that no. he jiggled it about. But it was just a it was just a fundamental tactical switch, wasn't it? I know you you're not quite as convinced about that, but no. but, but but I mean it was it oh, was it was undoubtedly from, a change from our from our first eerie whatever you want yeah. to pronounce it at the top of the stand at Ewood Park, you quite often saw two banks of four and then yeah. a player and then a player. So particularly when they were attacking, um, I think I think they'll go back to four two three. I one. think you'll see Christian Stuani start as well. I was going to touch on that before without dragging on for too long. He's Stuani's kind of been the one who's missed out, hasn't he, since since the signings in, in general. He got he, injured. He, still play a big he got injured at a terrible time, and he's, I still think he's not got back from that injury. I mean, he's been in and out of the team a little bit as well. But before that injury, he was on fire. He was top scorer, and he was you know he looked and, unstoppable. Um, I, he does. He can play a big part, I think. But he, I mean, what's his best position now? I still don't think his best position's on the right. But that's and another debate. Well, hasn't he? Our been so, superb. I mean, the thing with Wolves is it's another opportunity to to, to take a big step forward. Uh, obviously, Hull play on Thursday, so that's a factor we can't really talk about. But if they win, if they win against Wolves, they're you know they're right back in it. There's one game less to play. They'll still have a game in hand over all their rivals. If they win, it puts the pressure on the teams behind them because they have to win. And we have to get used to this. We're going to have we're going to have thirteen games of this now, where every single result is massive. And for all the talk about you know what people think about the manager and what the the local political tension is, it comes down to results. I mean, Borough have to win on you know they have to beat Wolves. As soon as that one's out of the way, they have to win the next one, and then they have to win the next one, and that's going to be the tension we have from from here right to, to May. Excellent. Thanks a lot, fellas. Okay.